In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 88th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The 4-4 four and four Falcons are set to go to Cleveland, where they'll face the 2-6-1 and one Cleveland Browns. The Browns are... Um, uh, on a four-game losing streak, two six and one, they lead the series against the Falcons, uh, eleven games to three. They've won three of the last four, but they're in full Cleveland Brown mode right now, with the interim coach Greg Williams taking over. Uh, they got out to a good start this season. We're playing competitive. Um, Games almost tied Pittsburgh, almost beat the Saints, uh, did beat the Ravens, and uh, uh, but now things have uh, the wheels have come off the cart once again in Cleveland. Coach Hugh Jackson was terminated, so was Todd Haley. Uh, those two didn't seem to get along during the exhibition season when we saw that on Hard Knocks. So it wasn't a real big surprise there that uh, uh, it ended this way. Now, they do have some young and talented players in quarterback Baker Mayfield. A lot of the Georgia folks know him from the uh, uh, playoffs playing for Oklahoma and that, that great shootout that he had with the Bulldogs last season. Also, Denzel Ward, the cornerback out of Ohio State, who was the fourth overall pick, uh, is with the Browns, and uh, along with Nick Chubb, the fine running back from Cedartown and the University of Georgia. Now, Denzel's hurt. He's got a hip injury, and uh, that's going to hurt the Browns' defense. But we um, we have a special guest this um, this episode, the editor-in-chief of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Mr. Kevin Riley, stopped by the Bowtie Chronicles here this week. He's a native of Cleveland. I think he follows the Browns uh, very closely. But we stopped in to chat with him on a busy election day here in Georgia. Here's what the editor of the paper, Kevin Riley, had to say. All right, I'm here with the AJC editor, Kevin Riley. Say, Kevin, uh, what do you um, you know think about the Browns and the uh, and and your interest in them and getting ready to play the Falcons on Sunday? Well, you know, uh, like you, D-Led, I'm a Cleveland guy, so the Browns are my team. They've been my team my whole life. It hasn't been easy, and I have stuck with them through thick and through thin. So uh, this week will be a big game and one I'll be watching. Uh, of course, I'll be deep down, I'll be rooting for the Browns. But it's always exciting for us here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution when the Falcons are doing well because it helps us. We know readers are really interested in it. I know it makes your job a lot more fun when the Falcons Falcons are winning. So, really, you know, the Falcons have a real chance to go to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. The Browns, probably not. So, I'm a realist. Well, that's uh, a good good point, Kevin. Yeah, I did, um, you know, grew up selling uh, hot dogs, uh, 
popcorn and uh, various other items in the old Cleveland Municipal Stadium whenever, you know, it didn't conflict with school. So, yeah, I, I didn't know the old Forrest Gregg teams and the uh, Rotigliano teams, but we won't be seeing any of those guys on Sunday. What are you – how tough has it been for you watching the Browns this year? I mean, uh, this year it's been a little better, obviously, because I think they have some things going on, and it's been interesting for me because of Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. you know, since I we followed him when he was at Georgia here at the AJC, and I was thrilled when they drafted him because I think he's going to be a heck of a player mm-hmm. based on that career he had at Georgia. But it's really been a drought here for my time in Atlanta. I've been here almost eight years now, and uh, it's been uh, I've been a little quiet as a Browns fan. I'll just leave it at that. Where are you at with Baker Mayfield? I know the Georgia people remember him from that fine playoff game when he was at Oklahoma against the Bulldogs. You know, it's interesting because Baker played uh, really well against the Bulldogs. And don't forget, he went to Columbus, Ohio and beat Ohio State that same season. Planted that flag. flag. Yeah. (laughs) Now, um, so I've become a fan. You know, uh, when they drafted him, of course, I had my doubts because I've been conditioned to have doubts about whoever they pick in the first round. But I think if they can get a little more talent around, him, he has shown that he's got that something special that you need in an NFL quarterback, the kind of thing you see in Matt Ryan. Ryan has something special, and people know that. Well, Kevin, thanks for your time. I know you got to get back. Uh, today's a busy day with you for us here at the paper with the election coverage, so thanks for taking some time to talk about the Browns and the Falcons with us. There you have it. Kevin Riley, the ed- editor of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, stopping by the 88th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Let's just touch on uh, some things about the Browns. Denzel Ward uh, does have the hip injury. Uh, Nick Chubb is uh, taking over at running back. Took them a little while. They, um, they had paid Carlos Hyde a lot of money in free agency, but Chubb was... Um, outshining him in limited duty but uh the last three games he's running for around 80 yards a game he had the big three carry and 105 yard game against oakland and he's looking great he's in a uh, timeshare situation with duke johnson and duke is more of a third down back so first and second down you're gonna see chubb and third down duke johnson now, um, I talked to Tony Grossi, formerly of the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Uh, he's um, still covering the Browns up in Cleveland. for He's been covering them since the 80s. And uh, asked him about the special teams, and he said they're just awful. Uh, they had a punt block last week when uh, the Chiefs weren't even trying to block the punt. They were setting up a return for Tyreek. But they've had blocked PATs, blocked field goals, blocked punts. Just uh, awful on special teams. The returners don't do anything. Uh, they're on their second kicker this year. And the punter's about the best player on the team or doing having one of the best seasons. He's clearly not the best player on the team. I'll withdraw that. But he's having a good year and one other better uh, players on the team. So not a team devoid of talent. The Browns um, do lead the league in turnover takeaway ratio. They have 23. They've only given up 11. So that's a uh, plus 12. I believe that's correct. Or no, they 
they have 12. That's a plus 11 that leads the league uh, for the Browns. Going off of memory, don't have my stat sheet in front of me. But one of the sheer delights for the Browns has been the play of Miles Garrett, the uh, defensive tackle there. He has nine sacks playing every snap. Uh, that's going to be a long day for Jake Matthews over there on the left side. Jake's coming off a great game against the uh, Redskins. That whole Falcons offensive line really got after it. If you got time to go back on game pass and look at that first drive of the third quarter, they came out determined to run that ball, and uh, they did. They moved them, uh, moved them out of the way, picked up 44 of 65 yards in that drive, came out with three straight runs. Like, okay, we're running. We're coming right at you. Um, wasn't eye formation, but it might as well have been. Uh, but they uh, really took over control of that game uh, to start that third quarter, put up that Touchdown, gave them a 28-7 to lead, and then they were able to cruise on in to victory against the Washington Redskins, who were 5-2 and two and in first place at that time. So the Falcons will be playing against themselves in Cleveland. They can't go up there and uh, play down to the Browns' level. They're not good enough, and Baker's going to throw it around up there. Uh, they missing tackles. Nick Chubb will, you know, make them pay for that. So they have to, you know, they set a standard for where they are at. It uh, wasn't real physical standard, but they did get Adrian Peterson down. I saw a lot of arm tackles, uh, but they did do a much better job. So we will see if they can take that to Cleveland, if that's something that can travel with them. But here, um, you know, today there's another big news, something we have to keep our eye on uh, because I believe the Falcons will be players in this, and that is uh, uh, the Bruce Irvin situation. He was released by the Oakland Raiders on Monday, clear waivers on Tuesday around 4. I asked the Falcons about it. We, um, we didn't get the definite no, so uh, they're, they're definitely checking it out. Uh, don't have that on the record, but we're certainly prepared to, to spring into action and post something. If we get anything confirmed from uh, either the Falcons or Bruce himself, uh, or uh, Joel Siegel, you know, Bruce uh, is a kid I met at the Combine when he was coming out for the draft and uh, stayed in touch with over the first few years, kind of lost touch with him in Oakland because I thought he'd try to get back here at some point. But he's also very close to Pete Carroll and Ken Norton. Uh, the Seahawks are 4-4, four and four, just like the Falcons. And I'm sure some other teams uh, will be interested in his services. So uh, the Falcons, I mean, they could use him. You know, uh, he knows the defense, can play him at end, give Beasley and tackle rest, can play him some at linebacker. And, uh, you know, you got a, you know, you got a Dion coming back perhaps, but uh, Campbell's there. You know, when Duke Riley and Foyer Ulukan were playing, uh, Bruce Carter was out there making plays. He had a nice tackle against the Redskins, too. So they are patching this defense together here, and it'd be great for them to probably add another piece where they can get, you know, 10 to 20 plays uh, out of Bruce Irvin to help elevate this defense. So we'll see uh, how that works out, see if they are able to strike a deal uh, with Bruce Irvin. 
just a little backstory about him. He, you know, grew up uh, here in Atlanta. You know, got kicked, didn't want to follow the rules, got kicked out of his house, was homeless, living with drug dealers in Gwinnett County, uh, probably um, uh, got into a little brushes with the law there, and uh, one day the, the police raided the house he was living in, he had went to the store, and so he knew he was fortunate at that point and decided to... Uh, get his GED and, um, you know, found his way to junior college and then to West Virginia and then to the first round of the NFL draft in 2012. So it's quite a story. Uh, I linked to it in the Cover 9 at 9 blog uh, where I discussed, you know, his uh, his career and the Falcons' interest or non-interest and, uh, you know, because we'll be able to update that as the news breaks uh, with regards to Bruce Irvin. We expect him to sign with a team here pretty quickly uh, and uh, get into camp. And, and uh, you know, with Atlanta, he could play right away, probably with Seattle too. But uh, I don't think um, we'll just stay on top of that and see if that's where he wants to go or if there's a situation out there that he thinks uh, going to um, – I don't know, the Rams or the Patriots, you know, one of the teams with the really good records that, uh, you know, have a better chance to go to the Super Bowl. But with that, we're going to wrap it up here with the 88th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are off to the land where they'll face the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Could be some snow and rain there, according to my buddy Tony Grossi. That'll be uh, fun for the Falcons. The indoor team going up there to get them some, some snow. Give them a little, get a little bit ready before their December trip to Green Bay. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents. Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.